Welcome to the Zanbergen Report, where wealth strategies and pop culture collide, featuring your distinguished host and certified financial planner, Bart Zandbergen. Welcome to our show of dream chasers and wealth makers. We are thrilled to be back in the studio today with a new episode of the Zanbergen Report. I'm proud to bring in the movers, shakers, and difference makers who are passionate about sharing what they have learned and what you need to know today. And today, I'm pleased to welcome in studio Suzanne Justice, one of the best names <laughs> on the planet. <laughs> Suzanne, how are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, of course. Well, I can't wait to dive in, so I'm going to do a nice little introduction for you. And I see here that you've been in the staffing industry for over 14 years, and you have successfully led teams of some of the largest staffing agencies in both Washington and Oregon, including the second largest global staffing agency. And that you have found your dream, have found dream jobs for tens of thousands of candidates and in turn helped your clients find the right fit for their teams. You're passionate about the staffing industry and enjoy building long lasting relationships with clients and candidates. So your company named Blake Ryan Staffing began in 2018 and when you had a 15-month-old son at home and went on the way, you decided to conquer your fear and open your own business. And you named it after your, your daughter, Blake Ryan. So I have a question for you. What happened to your son? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody asks me that. <laughs> we, so we've actually talked about our next venture. We're going to name it Jax or JR because his yeah. name is Jax Roberts. So okay. we just thought about maybe doing property, like one of our property management companies, JR Properties, or if we ever open yeah. like a fine dining restaurant, we'd name it Jax. <laughs> Okay, so I'm pushing for Jax yes. here. <laughs> I don't want him left out. All right. Um, I need to finish your intro to give you the proper accolades. So through your journey, you joined the WBENC ENC, uh, Women's Business Ent Enterprise National Council, and your passion for empowering women and helping lift them to achieving their goals your experience and big business accomplishments have caught the eye of T&S Publishing. And from there, this is impressive, you have become a three-time Amazon best-selling author. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Does that mean it's three different books? Three different books, yep. And wow. one of them is a bestseller in the U.S. and internationally. Wow. Okay, we're going to dive into that. <laughs> okay, and then also along the way, um, many wonderful accolades diversity supplier from staffing industry analysts, top HR consulting firm from HR Tech Outlook magazine, face of corporate recruiting by Orange Coast magazine, and two from Riviera magazine, Dynamic Women of Orange County, and then Power Player, both by Riviera magazine. And then you mentioned, are both of those in two states, both, both Orange County and Dallas? And yes. Mm -hmm. Very, very good. Well, with that, welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> so it's been a crazy year. Yes, yes, it has. <laughs> so how has your, let's start with your business and then how it, if it pertains to the staffing industry in general, maybe yours was different than the rest of the staffing industry, but how this last year has affected you? You know, it different divisions, it affected us differently. So one of our really large divisions in 2019 was hospitality. And so we worked with a really large company who does all of the corporate events and catering for Microsoft, Amazon, just the really big, big players. And so that all ended <laughs> essentially March <laughs> yeah. of last year. Yeah. Um, and so we really had to pivot and we just looked at different industries. We opened up a healthcare division. We started staffing nurses and really anything in the healthcare field. 
And then we also pivoted to title and escrow. And we've just been really busy with that industry last year, the middle of last year through right now still. Yeah. Now, when you say pivot, what is that? How does that look in your industry? We had to start from scratch, essentially, and open these divisions. So we had to figure out where the need was, um, what problems these companies were facing when it came to their hiring, how we can help fix that, and then start marketing to those different companies and essentially bringing in clients. Yeah. So your your pool of candidates, I imagine, I mean, when you enter a new industry is zero? Yep. <laughs> start have... from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm sure your many, many years of experience um, shows you and tells you what you need to do to get the right candidates, right? Yes. And so it's, I mean, it's a, it, each, each division is different. So when you're, t- you're staffing for or recruiting for title escrow people, it's, it's obviously a lot different than healthcare. Healthcare is really difficult. There's a ton of competition. There's mm-hmm. a ton of other agencies. Yeah. And so we really had to find the best marketing strategy for each candidate um, and each line of business and then really put that into place and work pretty hard to get candidates and let them know, hey, we're out here. Now we're doing this as well. We want to work with you. Yeah. But I have a great team. And so they were able to bring it all together. Okay. All right. What were some of the biggest challenges you faced when you actually just started your business? Um, I mean, I, I see the motivation. You have a baby at home and one on the <laughs> way. But what were some of those challenges? You know, it was really, it was it was scary, honestly. You know, I started my business. I had zero clients. Um, but I had reached out to clients that I'd worked with in the past. And I hadn't worked with them directly in probably five or six years. But I just always kept that relationship. So I'd still do like quarterly lunches with them or just check in, see how they were doing. And so they were the first three to sign my contracts. So that was really exciting. Um, I think realizing what goes into owning your own business is very different. (laughs) When you work for a huge global corporation, you have a payroll company or a payroll department and a marketing department and finance, and you don't think about where does that money actually come from? Seemingly unlimited finances, Exactly, right? right? And I was self-funded, so we didn't do any business loans. So we were, you know, our savings (laughs) until (laughs) launching the business, which was obviously scary, but it worked out luckily. Yeah. (laughs) Knock on wood. Yeah. Did you, did you, get a brick and mortar or did you, do you ever, do you even need to do that? I didn't at first for the first, I think six months I was remote. And then I did get an office in Bellevue, Washington, where we were at the time. So that's our corporate office. Um, and I did that. I actually still have an office out there and that was our first, uh, brick and mortar office. Yeah. Okay. Multi-state. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, do you think the, that other HR company, I'm sorry, um, um, recruiting companies have had the same issues that you had this year? Oh, definitely. I think a lot of them had, especially when you work with really big, like master service provider clients where all of your ducks or, or eggs are in one basket, if you will. Yeah. I mean, and those clients start shutting down or start laying off. I think a lot of the big, big companies did see a big hit in revenue as well. And with staffing industry analysts, they do send out kind of the, the finances and where people are going up and down. And so I did see a, a pretty big, uh, drop in some of the revenue last year, which was anticipated. Yeah. Now you do, you're not a PEO, right? You, no. you just, you're with placement. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we do contract direct hire placement. And then we also have a managed service where a company can hire us and pay a monthly fee and we do all of their internal recruiting for them. Oh, okay. Yeah. So tell us about the books. (laughs) So I originally, the first book I did was Women in Business Leading the Way, and it's 12 CEOs who are all women, um, self-started, 
um, founded their corporations and talks about, you know, how we got into the business and our story. Then there was a spinoff of that of leading. It's called Breaking Through. And it was myself and another 12 women, different women this time, um, and really just talking about how now that we've gotten our businesses started, how we continue to build our businesses, what tips would we give other entrepreneurs. Um, So those were together. And I did a separate one called um, Leading Through the Pandemic. And that was that was the international one, which was really fun and interesting. And that was also with a book of uh, 12 other CEOs. But these were all from um, different huge corporations. And so uh, it was really interesting and neat to meet all of these different CEOs who are running, you know, global companies and some were small like mine. But um, that was a lot more, uh, I would say, personal and it was a lot more vulnerable, which was very uncomfortable for me. <laughs> I was like telling my actual story. Yeah. Um, but it was pretty amazing. And it was amazing to see the stories of the other CEOs and what they've done to keep their businesses going and help their employees. And, yeah. you know, again, tips and suggestions or, you know, words of wisdom, if you will. Yeah. So how many months into the pandemic did you think about writing the book about the pandemic? <laughs> um, I think we started it, I want to say it was... February, February, April um, of last year. I can't uh-huh. remember exactly. So it was a few months in. It wasn't okay. a long time. Okay. I think people were still kind of just understanding and realizing this yeah. isn't going away. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was, it, I mean, it's interesting to see all how all companies pivoted. And especially right. with the really small ones, it was sad to see the ones that have gone out of business or right. ones that just can't find a way to make it back. And so. So I think that's a really good point. There some industries like hospitality, that that's a pretty hard pivot, um, mm-hmm. hospitality and restaurants when you're shut down. Yep. Um, but I, I was really, I have been impressed with the the ability of some companies to kind of find the lemonade out of lemons and, mm-hmm. and you know, change their, like, to, from your perspective, instead of working with hospitality, you went to healthcare. So, you know, pivoting to that sort of degree to make the most out of it. Yeah, and I think, you know, owning my own business, I was really happy to have that ability because I feel like if I was with a larger corporation, that wouldn't really, there wouldn't be that flexibility. It'd probably yeah, at that sure. point be, unfortunately, there's just no more business <laughs> or <laughs> you have to find a way to make this work. Yeah, so, right. yeah, it was, I mean, it was a, a good learning experience. It was very humbling, yeah. I think, for sure. <laughs> How long does it take you to, to whip out a book like that? Oh my gosh, I think the first the first one was longer because we did, it was pre-pandemic. So we were yeah. doing TV appearances and we were doing webinars before it actually launched all the way. Yeah. Um, but I think it was probably four months oh, about each. Good. Yeah. Wow. So. Okay, I'll have to look for it. They're uh, on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Are you on audiobook yet? I'm not. I'm not. I've thought about that, but. Yeah listening to myself read that much. I don't know. <laughs> you can hire someone. I oh, listen to a lot of audiobooks, and it's 80% of the time it's not the author reading. Oh, that's good to know. Maybe I will check that out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You seem so confident now. Has that always been the case? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ha- it's funny. I have. Um, you say confidently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was once told um, you were either the most confident person I've ever met in my life or you just hide it really well. And I said, no, it's just I'm just confident. <laughs> Wow. I just, I had a really strong mom growing up. Yeah. Um, and so she taught me to be very assertive and confident and, you know, yeah. stand up for myself. And and so that's what I'm teaching our our daughter, who unfortunately too has already learned that. But <laughs> you got to be careful what you I know, ask right? for, right? What you wish for. <laughs> I would say that about my daughter. When she's 20, it's going to be awesome. 
you know, mm-hmm. strong-willed you yep. know, driver. But until then, yep. yeah, it's kind of rough. <laughs> Um, Hey, if the old you could see the new you, what would it say? Oh, my gosh. Um, I would say probably invest in yourself sooner. I wish I would have started my company sooner. I thought about it back in 2016, and I I got too scared. Um, And I wish that I would have actually done that sooner and taken the leap of faith. And I feel like I'd be so much further now. Yeah. That is such a common response to that with people who go (laughs) self-employed, myself included. (laughs) Should have done it sooner. I know, right? Like, what really was I waiting for? (laughs) Yeah. The confidence. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Feeling, because you never really are prepared, right? I mean, you're never 100% like, yes, I'm I'm ready. I'm not going to fail. Everything's going to be amazing. So Yeah. yeah. I think it just took a little longer. <laughs> I find it similar to people who are, are like, I'm I'm waiting to have a baby. I'm going to have a baby when, you know, we're ready, when yep. this happens and that happens. Well, you know, never. It, it's, you're never going to be <laughs> never. ready for something like that. No. <laughs> um, what's your internal self-talk oh for gosh. a confident person like you? You know, I think for me, a lot of it is, is, Reminding myself to, to slow down and take a breath, I, I tend to take on as much as I can at all times, and I tend to thrive in the chaos of it. <laughs> and I have to remind myself that I need to step back and take a breath and to learn how to – delegating. Delegating was a huge thing for me. Even through my career, I had a tough time with it because I always wanted to just do it. <laughs> Figured yep. if I'm going to do it, it's going to get done right. you know. Yeah. And so I've really been working on that, and Jeff helps me with that because you know I tell him, oh, I have this great new project, and he's like – when are you going to have time to do that? <laughs> He's yeah. like, you're already doing all of this. So um, I think that's it. And then, you know, as far as whenever I get, I feel scared or I get doubtful, I just tell myself I, I just, I don't have an option to fail. You know, I have two little ones and I want to leave them a legacy and I want to teach them that hard work and perseverance are going to get the lifestyle that you want to have. Cause that's the lifestyle I grew up in and I had a very hardworking mom. And so I want to instill that in my kids too. So yeah. I just, I tell myself it's not an option. Get up. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. All right. So here's a deep question. All right. Uh-oh. So what is your why? Oh, I would say my why are my kids. Does that sound so, I mean, it sounds so cheesy, right? But it yeah, really is. Yeah. I mean, it's it, their why I do what I do every day. You yeah. know, I want them to have just such an amazing life and be so happy and be able to grow up and be so um, excited about life and, and find something they're passionate in and see how passionate I am about what I do. And I want them to find that too. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I love that. I feel like it sounds so cheesy there. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. It works for me. So I, um, I ask this because I, I find that there's commonalities between people who run their own business and are, are somewhat type A and confident in everything (laughs) that you are. So what's your, what's your morning routine like? Oh my gosh, my morning routine is crazy. So um, I get up and I typically help Jeff get the kids ready for school. So bath time, feeding, all that fun stuff. And oh. then I we switch off driving. So if I drive, um, my favorite thing to do is after dropping them off at school, because they go uh, to private school in Laguna Niguel, is I actually drive all the way down to Starbucks and Dana Point. <laughs> <laughs> and I get my coffee and then I drive all the way down PCH to get home to Newport Coast because it just, yeah. for me, it just, I don't know, there's something about it calms me, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And so that is typically, I'd say at least three three times a week, that's my morning routine. Yeah. Okay. 
And then once you get home, is it just... It's just work. Yeah. Yep. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hop on my computer. You know, I'm actually looking at getting, because I have an office in Newport, but I'm working virtually and I'm actually looking at starting to work in office now because I've realized I just don't love working at home. Yeah. It's too distracting. Right. I find other things I can do or go run errands or right. so. I'm hearing that a lot. Are you? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I'm just ready to be in an office. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what book has influenced you the most? Oh my gosh. Um... That's a hard question. I can't remember the last time I read like a full book because I've just been so busy. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's okay. Um, all right. So a fun question. What's your best purchase under $100? Ooh, my best purchase under $100. Hmm. What is, let me think about that for a second. I would say probably, I'm trying to think of clothing or like a pair of shoes. I have a pair of shoes that I wear every single day, but um, that's a really good question. <laughs> well, you'll come up with yeah, it. Yeah, I got to think of that. That's a, that has anyone, have you ever stumped anybody with that? <laughs> I think um, they usually, yeah, sometimes, sometimes you're like, putting gosh, them on the spot I like that. Lately? <laughs> 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 trying to think of what I even have purchased for myself lately. <laughs> Is it for children? <laughs> well, maybe it's something for one of your kids. That's Get true. Get them busy. <laughs> Um, what's your guilty pleasure? Oh, um, I, it's really, it's embarrassing. <laughs> Come on. You're among friends here. I love reality TV. I'm like addicted ah. to reality TV. <laughs> All right. So which, which, that which is one, my guilty pleasure for it? sure. What do you like? Um, I love the Housewives of Dallas. I really do. I watch it a lot. I'm, yeah. All the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's I just think, you know, it's funny. I think the Texas, that whole lifestyle in Dallas and just the yeah. Southern Belle, I think is just so appealing and just so fun to watch. I don't know why. <laughs> just, I think that's so great. And then um, Law & Order SVU. I will marathon that like days for wow. days. Yeah. I okay. just, I've watched it forever. And it's funny. Jeff's like, haven't you seen this episode like five times? I'm like, yeah. I just love it. <laughs> So you have seen every episode multiple Probably. times? Probably. Mm-hmm. And they just started a new season, and yeah. Stabler, one of the main characters, finally came back, and I was, like, so excited to watch that episode. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, I know. Wow. I need to find better hobbies. Okay. <laughs> All right. So this, are, this is a great learning experience here. <laughs> I've never seen an episode of that, by the way. You those. haven't? Oh, my no. gosh. No. It gets addictive. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> I might want to stay away. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what tips would you give a, um, a young entrepreneur and, and whether it's a, a woman in business or, or any person in business that, um, is looking to start, get started, do it on their own? You know, I would say the, the number one thing I always try to tell people or when I do any type of mentoring is make sure it's something that you love and that you're passionate about. Don't just start something to start a business because you know you won't be as successful if you wake up every morning and you're like, I just love what I do. Yeah. Um, and also make sure that you do your due diligence. <laughs> you know, one of the things that's funny, I did a podcast the other day and they asked, what's the biggest marketing mistake you ever made? And I said, well, honestly, in the beginning of my company, I didn't do any marketing. <laughs> now I'm like, <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> um, yeah. But do your due diligence and really, you know, make sure you set yourself up and your brand and figure out the messaging you want. Um, I've gone through a couple where I've talked to marketing people and they want to change this and that. And I say, but that's not my company. That's not what I'm trying to do. And so just make sure you stay authentic and you really put together something that is you and you want to really grow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a real good one. And so true, right? Um, Who was it? 
Benjamin Franklin says, do, do, do something you like you, and you'll never have to work a day in your right. life. Yep. May not have been Franklin, but someone said that. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. You know, staffing's tough. And I always tell people when I hire them, I say, you know, it's it's an industry you love or hate. And the reason is you're dealing with a variable you can't control, which is people. And so yeah. you're constantly, you know, it's an up and down battle. But if you love it and you're passionate about it, then you'll stick with it forever. Yeah. And, you know, during the pandemic, I had um, a candidate text me, and I haven't talked to this person forever, but... He texted me, he said, hey, I don't know if you remember me. And I didn't recognize the phone number. And he said, um, about five years ago, you helped me get a job. And I clicked and I knew exactly who it was. And he said, you know, I just want to thank you and let you know I'm there permanently. And I just wanted to check in on you and see how you and your family are doing during the pandemic. And I was like, that is exactly why I do this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really is. I mean, it just, it feels so amazing to help people. Yeah, that's so nice. Um, beyond kind of the big picture stuff and do what you love, anything on the day-to-day that you would recommend for, for young entrepreneurs? I would say stay organized. I think that's a big thing for me is I am organized chaos all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and if you see my desk, it's insane. Um, but really try to time manage because that can get really, really tough when you start your own business because typically when you start your own business – your finance, your marketing, your business development, your, you know, depending on what you're doing. And so just really making sure that you're managing your time so that you're accomplishing everything you want to do. Okay. So how does, um, how does someone not just, um, uh, connect with you as we'll get to that, but, um, who are the people that you're looking for? As far as clients or candidates? Both. So clients, we pretty much work with any small mom and pop shops up to the big Fortune 500 companies. For me, you know, when I started, I really wanted to be able to partner with clients in a way that they needed versus saying, I only do this or, you know, I specialize in this. And so we're pretty open to the types of clients that we work with um, because every client has a division that we do some type of business. Um, Candidates, right now we have a ton of healthcare. We're starting to see hospitality again in Washington, which is exciting. Um, we're doing a lot of title escrow finance and then HR admin people right now. Okay. And it's, it is nationwide, every state? Yes, every state. Mm-hmm. Wow. How do you, how do you manage that? <laughs> okay, I have a lot chaos. of stuff on my, <laughs> my <laughs> outlet calendar. <laughs> like if it's not on my calendar, it does not exist. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so then let's ask this, how do people reach you? So we have our website, which is www.blakeryanconsulting.com, and Ryan's R-I-A-N. <laughs> right. um, and then they can email me directly at um, recruiting at blakeryanconsulting.com. And then we're on LinkedIn. Uh, we're on Instagram under um, Blake Ryan or Suzanne underscore justice as well. Um, and then we're on Twitter is under Blake Ryan. Okay. We're on all of them. You got everything. <laughs> Justice, I love it. <laughs> Justice League. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything do you want to make sure that, that we haven't covered? Do you want to get across? Um, I mean, just we'd love to help with anybody rebuild their teams. You know, it's been a tough year for a lot of companies, and I think a lot of companies are kind of struggling right now. We've read a lot of – or I've personally read a lot of employment reports where people just don't know where to start. And we do a lot of nonprofit work too, so if there's any nonprofits out there that are struggling, we love oh. to do pro bono stuff to help, you know, help nonprofits – um, in, in every area that we do business. So yeah. anything, anything they need help with, don't hesitate to reach out. Okay. Well, wonderful. Well, 
you're a very busy person with organized <laughs> chaos. I want to thank you for taking the time to come on the show. This has been really great. Thank you. So much fun. I appreciate it. Sure, my pleasure. All right. I want to thank everyone who have tuned in. We look forward to being back in studio again next week. Cheers. Tune in next week for the latest edition of the Zanbergen Report, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Catch up on our recent shows by visiting podcast.bartzanbergen.com. The Zanbergen Report is also available on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Interested in being a featured guest on our show or have a question you'd like to hear us answer? Email podcast at bartzanbergen.com. The contents of this podcast episode do not constitute an offer of securities or a solicitation of an offer to buy securities and may not be relied upon in making an investment decision related to any investment offering Access Wealth Management LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Access does not warrant the accuracy or completeness of the information contained herein. Opinions are our current opinions and are subject to change without notice. Prices, quotes, rates are subject to change without notice. Generally, investments are not FDIC insured, not bank guaranteed and may lose value. Brokerage services are offered through to Sarah Capital, member FINRA.